Reality League Modcast, presented by Grid Island Mods. And here are your hosts, Vivian and Milton. Ooh, I'm kind of glad bye weeks are kicking in and there's so much football this past five weeks. I don't know if I can keep this kind of style of life we're leading. <laughs> so with two games out of the way, minus 16, let's see, 16, minus 2, that's 14 for this week. So two crappy teams, one on the verge of being super crappy, also known as the Rangers, and the Talon and the Lions that kind of look okay, but they're not a hospital. So all those teams need a bye week. We need a bye week. You need a bye week. I need one. So let's just get started, Vivian. Sounds good. Let's do it. All right. Let's try and keep this one under 40 minutes, you know, just pound on ground and keep the clock moving. No out of bounds, no timeouts, no concussions, and definitely no bad referee calls. All right, so into the news and injury updates. So an update on our report on Tuesday on Devontae Adams. It looks like the Kansas City police said he was charged with a city ordinance violation, which is lower than a state misdemeanor assault charge, um, which was what originally came out yesterday morning. Um, that charge carries a $250 to $1,000 fine or up to 180 days in jail or both um you know the raiders are obviously on a bye this week we are suspecting that a suspension from the nfl is incoming so if you own Devonte adams be prepared to be without him for the next couple of weeks okay Poor um, let's see kind of breaking news um Ooh. or at least it broke the nfl slash fantasy world uh late yesterday but Cooper Cup was listed as a, did not practice yesterday for the Rams. Said he was dealing with a foot issue. Um, gonna be pretty funny if he doesn't play, and we just watch Stafford stare down at him on the bench the whole game. Uh, Sean McVay says that he doesn't expect Cup to be out, but still, you never know. Yeah, I think he'll be fine. Yeah, I think he'll be fine too. I mean, that offense needs him for sure. Dak Prescott, he started rehab yesterday, and then he went to what they're calling QB school. Um, yeah, he's expected. He started some light throwing before the end of practice yesterday. However, the Cowboys have obviously been preparing for another Cooper Rush start this week, and Dak will not practice today. Um, we've already gotten some of the injury reports from this morning starting to trickle out. Uh, Tua returned to limited practice yesterday as he's progressing through the concussion protocol. Even if he's cleared, they said that he is not going to play. Teddy Bridgewater is seen back at practice today. He hasn't cleared the protocols completely, but if he does, he will play as the backups, according to Mike McDaniels. The Dolphins are pretty optimistic that Tyreek Hill will play Sunday's game versus the Vikings despite seeing, being seen in a boot after last week's game. He practiced fully um, yesterday and today. Raheem Moster, he missed the Dolphins practice yesterday with a knee injury, but he says he is fine and will be good to go for this Sunday. Okay. Um, James Conner, still dealing with that rib in issue. He did not practice yesterday or today. 
Daryl Williams, who sprained his knee, is going to be out this week. The Cardinals have signed former Eagles running back Corey Clement and former Ravens running back Tyson Williams to the practice squad. So Clement was signed as an undrafted free agent in 2017. He caught a touchdown pass in the uh, Super Bowl game. And... Tyson Williams, we know that he got the starter role last year for the Ravens with Dobbins, Hill, and Edwards being out. And he opened with nine carries for 65 and a touchdown on a 35-yard touchdown run before losing his role ultimately to Latavius Murray. The amazing so, Tyson Williams, one-hit wonder. <laughs> one-hit wonder. Um, I don't know if you want to do a speculative pickup. No. But I, I don't think it's worth it. Uh, more running back news. 49ers have promoted Tevin Coleman back to the active roster from the practice squad. They've re-signed Marlon Mack again. Um, they've also signed Sam Sloman, kicker, to the team's practice squad. Uh, Ty Davis-Price was back at practice yesterday after suffering a high ankle sprain on September the 18th. Jeff Wilson Jr., who was dealing with a shoulder injury, was also a full par- participant at practice um, yesterday and today. Bosa, on the other hand, he missed his second straight practice while Kinlaw also did not practice today. And Eric Armstead did not even make the trip, so he is likely out to be on Sunday. I think Bosa and Kinlaw are more of game-time decisions for the 49ers. Okay. The Saints injury report of those who did not practice yesterday, Jarvis Landry, ankle injury, Michael Thomas, toe injury, Marshawn Lattimore, abdomen injury, Chris Olave, concussion protocol, and Taysom Hill, rib injury. Oh, my. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Now, Olave is in the third stage of that concussion protocol, they said, which it means that he can do football-specific exercise. Um, if he clears that, then non-contact training drills and full activity are next if he's not showing any further symptoms. So he seems to be moving through pretty quickly, which is a good sign. Um, no Jonathan Taylor at the Colts practice yesterday, but he is at practice today. Naheem Hines, he was seen yesterday wearing a red jersey at practice, which means that he's still in that concussion protocol. So keep an eye on that. No sign of Philip Lindsay either yesterday. Um, apparently he was speared in the back. Hmm? <laughs> I don't know. That's what the report said. He was speared wow. in the back during the game in Denver, but I think he should be good to go for this week. What are they doing there in the training camp? Some like old fashioned <laughs> duels from the kingdom. I don't, I don't know. I just uh, like imagine someone medieval. like throwing a javelin. Yeah. Yeah, I, just, <laughs> like, I see them in horses, you know, spearing and practicing. Eh. Whatever. Yeah, they're cold. They're Broncos. It makes sense. Yeah. Um, Kadarius Tony did not practice again, and Wandale Robinson was limited at practice. As of, at this point, it's like is Kadarius no. Tony even a real player, or is he just like He's... a figment of our imagination? I don't think right? this guy actually exists. They keep mentioning him for the last two years, and never seen him. Don't yeah, know we, never seen unicorn. Him. God knows. <laughs> Um, another player I think has literally vanished off the face of the earth and we're just, when we have seen him, he's probably just like a projection is Julio <laughs> Jones, um, because he did not practice again yesterday or today. Um, Tom Brady, shoulder injury and Cameron break concussion protocol were both at practice yesterday. So it seems like Brady's no longer taking his, you know, Wednesday family days off. 
There's not much to the. Yeah, I guess is is the writing <laughs> lonely on the house, mm-hmm. lonely house there. Um, <laughs> might as well be with his friends. Yeah, uh, and then Russell Gage did practice today. Um, T. Higgins was limited in practice yesterday as he continues to deal with that ankle. Looks like he did not practice today and is headed to the rehab f- field for the Bengals. Keenan Allen, he did some easy running during practice yesterday, but other than that, not much. So I think he's still probably out for Monday. Daniel Jones um, with the ankle injury, looks like he came out good um, from Sunday's game. And he logged a full practice yesterday. Saquon Barkley shoulder was limited Dabo says hopefully he will be okay i mean i hope for the sake of saquon owners that he is okay um we shall see i i don't think anything is wrong with him i think just probably a rest day yeah um mac jones he was limited he was a limited participant in practice yesterday i think he's probably not a go this week the rest of the injured players on this team were also limited at practice yesterday. And Damian Harris, you know, he only took part in stretching and not positional drills. So unless something changes tomorrow, today, I don't really expect him to play. Nelson Aguilar was limited with a hamstring injury. I think he should be okay. Kyle Pitts was back at practice yesterday. Arthur Smith says that they will see how the rest of this week goes. Um, Pitts says that he expects to play. Hmm. Meanwhile, Arthur Smith also says that Damian Williams will not be activated off the IR quite yet as he's not ready. And then Drake London, for those who caught him limping off the field at the end of the game last week, he seems okay. He was um, a full participant at practice yesterday. More injuries. Um, Just a few more. more. I'm like, when does this end? (laughs) No, no. Um, Isaiah McKenzie has cleared the concussion protocol, so he's back at practice. Dawson Knox also back practicing, but not doing a whole lot. You know, he missed last week with a foot and hamstring injury after dealing with the back and hip injury like the week before. This man is just falling apart. Wow, yeah, it's like me mentally, but yeah. <laughs> uh, Matt LaFleur says that Christian Watson, um, he got tugged on a r- route. And that's what caused him to pull his hamstrings again on Sunday. Um, he has no long-term concerns about him, but it is worth noting that Watson did not practice yesterday or today. The uh, Fleur also said that Rogers did not practice yesterday due to a thumb injury, but he is fine today. Looks like Dalton Schultz had re-aggravated his sprained PCL on Sunday, but there was no new injury or damage, so he should still be okay for this week. Mm-hmm. Chiefs kicker Harrison Bucker back to practice and expected to play on Sunday, barring any setbacks. Wide receiver Jahan Dotson did not practice again, so he will not play in tonight's Thursday night primetime showdown. Tight end Logan Thomas was downgraded to did not practice, would also miss the game tonight. No, and then my. apparently Carson Wentz is dealing with a bicep tendon strain from last week's game. He's not 100, but he will play tonight and then try to heal up with that extra rest days um, for next week. Oh, God, say it was all. All right. <laughs> one last. One, one last. last not an injury report, but I felt like this is kind of like a fun bit of news. 
to end this very mm -hmm. long injury list. But Mike McDaniel came out and said to reporters, uh, I think yesterday, that Tyreek Hill and the rest of the team captains decided to take the Dolphins ping pong table out of the locker room in an effort to focus more intently <laughs> on their upcoming game. Oh, that's now that's good news. That's good, news. That good like news. They're taking this game very seriously. No more ping yeah. pong. Yeah. I hope they don't do that to our office there. Yeah. Anyways. No, we have the tournament yep. tomorrow. <laughs> Apparently it's a tournament tomorrow. That's right. So after that, maybe we'll take out the table. Not sure. Let's get started with uh, week six matchups. All right. Um, another wonderful Thursday oh, night showdown we are getting God. here. Um, I don't. We have to. Do you think it'll be worse? Do you think it can get worse than last night's game? <laughs> last week's game, like. No, I think I actually do kind of want to see this game a little bit. Yeah. I think Check this out. game will be better. <laughs> better, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I say that with heavy doubt in my voice, but right now it's projected to be a pick'em. So, you know, either team goes. Maybe they just tie. I don't know. But the oh, over-under is 38. Um, on the commander side, so Carson Wentz stat. He is actually 6-0 and in Thursday night starts. Um, hmm, obviously coming off of a really good performance we saw last week. The news of the injury that just came out yesterday is sl only slightly concerning, I think. Um, mm -hmm. I think he's going to be very boomer bust, as usual, um, against Chicago. They're giving up around 200 air yards per game. Um, you know, Brian Robinson, he came out last week, and he is going to be the running back one for this team. With McKissick in second, according to the team, they've been saying it all season, and we saw that um, take place, even with Robinson being back in for his first game. You know, he's obviously still being worked into this whole thing, so this backfield is kind of a mess. Um, Chicago is giving up the second most yards to running backs this season. So I think both are probably running back to flex plays mm -hmm. with potential for upside. Um, also worth noting that McKissick is very clearly the pass catching back for this team. He's gotten 30 targets on the season. So I think he has a little bit more upside for this game, especially if once is banged up. So maybe this team relies on the run a little bit more. Um, but we do expect Antonio Gibson to take the backseat as intended. So unfortunately, I think he's a sit unless you don't have anyone better due to bye weeks and injuries. Mm -hmm. um, and then Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, they both look like low-end wide receiver twos. And I don't think you start anyone else in this offense. <laughs> okay. It's, what about the Bears? Let's see. Well, the Bears, like, I don't think we need to make a case for sitting Justin Fields. <laughs> he hasn't thrown over 25 attempts yet this season. He's being sacked at a 17% rate, which is the highest in the NFL, and nearly double the second worst, um, which is Daniel Jones. I mean, this means he's essentially being sacked, like, once every five dropbacks. So I think, actually, you can play, um, probably play Washington defense. Yeah, I'm tempted. I'm very tempted. <laughs> Hmm. Um, let's see. David Montgomery, you put him in your lineup. Washington allows 106.5 yards Ooh. on the ground on average in away games. 
And then I think if you are plagued by, again, if you're plagued by injuries and bye weeks, then maybe you give Darnell Mooney and oh, Cole Komet no. a second chance. No, the God, no. two combined account for 36% of the team's target share. So flex plays at best, but. But I mean, Justin Fields only does like 16 passes. So that's what yeah. 36%, blah, blah. It's not it's saying like much. It's more of like each. a desperation play. You know, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. All right, let's take us out of our misery if possible. To ooh, this game on Sunday looks good. Yeah, first up, we have Ravens Giants. Uh, ooh. Ravens are favored here, it's a six point spread over under 45. Um, for the Ravens, Lamar Jackson, obviously a must start. JK Dobbins, he went eight for 44 last week. He seems to still be working back in from the injury. Um, since they split his time with Kenyon Drake. I think Giants defense is susceptible to the run. They are allowing on average five yards per carry and 131 yards total. I think Lamar's actually in a vulture that um, that count quite a bit since this shouldn't be a close matchup. So Dobbins is probably like a running back too with upside. And then Devin Duvernay, obviously he's been leading the targets with Bateman out. So he's a start. Mark Andrews also a must start. And I think those are the key players. They really need to get it done. And then on the flip side, um, Daniel Jones, I think he's a low-end quarterback too. You know, he's coming off his best week ever, mm -hmm. like the best week in his <laughs> career, actually. Wow. Um, and this is a juicy matchup against the worst passing defense in the league. But their entire receiving room is banged up, so he doesn't really have that like anyone to throw to. Um, he can scramble and he can get you points that way. So you keep him in mind for a desperation play. He's gotten more yards on the ground this year than Najee, as we mentioned on Tuesday. <laughs> so there's that. Yeah. Um, and then obviously you're starting the best running back in fantasy right now, which is Saquon Barkley. The only receiving. Um, Flex play, I think, is Darius Slayton. He's leading in targets because otherwise, like Daniel Jones would be throwing to Richie James, David Sill, at oh, all. Yeah, those aren't names that you necessarily want to throw to, and they're irrelevant for fantasy purposes. Then rookie tight end Daniel Bellinger, um, he's kind of an interesting one. He doesn't really have enough stats to back it up, but he is trending up in target share again, largely through due to the whole receiving room being banged up. So could be potential for him to be a tight end two on the week. Okay. But I think the Ravens should take this. No problem. I feel like feel in my heart that the Giants will win somehow. They're like the new Bengals of last year somehow. <laughs> All right, let's see. Um moving into Jaguars Colts. Colts are the favorites here. It's a two point spread over under 42. Mm -hmm. So We'll start with the Jaguars. Trevor Lawrence is on pace for over uh, 4,100 yards, 27 touchdowns, and 13 interceptions. So not quite in that quarterback one range on the season, but started well as a quarterback two. Um, up until last week, Indy has been stout against the run. Last week, they gave up 125 on the ground, but for the season as a whole, they were only averaging 96 yards. So ETN, Robinson, I consider them startable running back twos. And then, like I said on Tuesday's episode, I don't think one down game is cause for concern for Christian Kirk, who was double covered by the Texans the whole game. Zay Jones is a tougher one. Um, 
he's slated to actually be covered by Stefan Gilmore. Mm. So I think he's more of a flex play at best. And then Evan Ingram gets a good matchup. The Colts are giving up the seventh most points to the tight end position so far. Mm-hmm. For the Colts, Matt Ryan, he oh. is a sit. <laughs> no. Yes. Please don't start this guy. No, don't start this guy. He's get oh, hammered. Yeah, only three quarterbacks have 30-plus combined interceptions, fumble sacks this season, and wow. he is leading this with 39. Okay. Wow. Yep. Um, wow, he's wow, wow. actually followed up by Carson Wentz and Matthew Stafford. Both are tied at 32, so you can fire up your Jaguars defense. You can probably fire up your Bears defense from that first game as well. Yeah. Good tips. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, if he comes back, I think you start him because you probably have to. Um, but I expect him to be limited. Naheem Hines, we don't think will clear the protocol. So you got Deion Jackson and Philip Lindsay. And now if we're looking at Thursday's game from last last week's Thursday game, I think Deion Jackson looked to be the better back. He was averaging almost five yards per carry. He has a potential to be a running back too. While Philip Lindsay, I think, is more of a flex fringe running back too. Uh, Michael Pittman is a star, and I think Alec Pierce, you know, I think he's earned himself a a flex spot on your roster if you can. Um, he's got flex potential with upside. Still tied in by committee in Indianapolis. It always is. So I wouldn't start any of these guys Mm-mm. unless you're hoping for one of them to find an end zone. And we talked about just same as last week's matchup. The one that's most likely to find the end zone is probably Mo Cox. And that's if, if they yeah, don't get big, showed up. Big if. Yeah. Um, um, I right. want to take the Jaguars. Jaguars. Yeah. Just the Jaguars. <laughs> Colts are boring. You're cold. But okay, next game up. Yep. We got Patriots, Browns. Browns are the favorites here to two and a half point spread over under 43 and a half. So Patriots here. Um, interesting stat as we just saw the Chargers run all over the Browns defense. So over the last two weeks, the Browns have allowed over seven and a half yards per carry to running backs, which means Ramondre Stevenson, obviously mm-hmm. a must start with Damian Harris expected to miss multiple games. He's going to be the running back one. He's going to get all the work. Jacoby Myers, he's been leading this team in targets with Zappi, so he's startable. Um, and then the Browns are one of the toughest against tight ends. So I think Hunter Henry's a sit. He hasn't really been doing that much anyways. Might and then that. for the Browns, Chubb, Hunt, starts, auto starts. Mari Cooper, um, we talked about this stat, I think, last week or the week before. I don't remember. But he's averaging 22.4 points per game at home and 2.3 po- points per game away. So <laughs> consider that. I mean, it's correlation, obviously, not causation. Um, but if it fits your narrative, then you can hope for high numbers. I think it's a start either way. He's obviously the target leader for this offense. And then Njoku, you know, as far as tight ends go, he's the real deal. So you can start him for this game as well. Gotcha. Uh, would you take him? Let's see. I think the Browns. The Patriots. Oh, split decision. Yep. Mm. Interesting. I think that this could be an interesting game. It's gonna be good. I, yeah, I like this Patriots. It's uh, starting to feel well coached, so we'll see. 
Mm. This game feels like this next game feels like it's going to be super weird. Um, Oof. considering all the injuries on one side, it's the Bengals Saints. Um, Bengals mm. are currently favored here. It's one and a half point spread over under 43. Um, for the Bengals, obviously Joe Burrow, he's still quarterback one. He's a start. Joe Mixon, he's a start. I know he's not been a great runner this year, largely due to issues with their O-line, but he gets tons of involvement in the passing game. And since we're playing half PPR, he'll get you the points, you know, and Saints have been giving up 130 yards to opposing running backs. So that's pretty good. This should be on paper. It should be a big game for Mixon. Jamar Chase, he's a start, of course. Um, T. Higgins, it doesn't look like he's playing. Um, <clears throat> even if he does, I'm not sure you could start him with confidence since he's been limited at practice all week. I'd wait for a better practice report similar to, you know, what we said about Gabe Davis in previous weeks. And then Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd really hasn't done much this season. I think um, it's mostly because they've been lining Jamar Chase a lot in the slot. So then he hasn't had a feature role because those are usually his targets. Um, he didn't do that much last week without Higgins, but he could like historically he's done well without Higgins in play. Um, I still think he's a better play than someone like Darius Slayton. So and I'll keep an eye out on the injury report for Higgins and then maybe look at Boyd as a flex play. Um, Hayden Hurst, he's having one of his most productive seasons so far. I think he's, consider a low-end tight end one mm-hmm. and then with the saints like still not sure if it's going to be Jameis winston or andy dalton or Taysom hill <laughs> um alvin Kamara is the only one that's not hurt and is a must start they said that michael thomas should play if he does he'll obviously get the volume the red zone usage Olave, like we still don't know if he's going to play, if he's going to clear concussion protocol in time. Jarvis Landry could be out. Like, and if all these guys are out, like, I don't think you can bump up like Callaway. You are essentially looking at a B team without this receiving core. <laughs> and then I don't know, just all these injuries. Maybe Taysom Hill gets another boom game. That's right. Taysom That's Hill time. <laughs> Once, one more time. Definitely starting Taysom Hill everywhere. I can. Uh, I'm taking. Let's take the Bengals. Yeah, let's take the Bengals. I don't know what's happening <laughs> with the Saints. No, it's gonna be a weird game. It's gonna be a weird game for sure. Next, we have uh, Buccaneers at Steelers. Um, Bucks are favored here to eight point spread over under forty four and a half. So Brady's a star. Fournette's a star. Um, Todd Bowles says that rookie running back Rashad White has trust with Brady and they're happy to get him more reps. Some days mm. will go high and low and others could be roughly the same, but they have no problem putting him in. I think against the Steelers at home, it's still a hold. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, they're both starts. Cameron Bray likely still out in concussion protocol, so not even in consideration. For the Steelers, Kenny Pickett, I think, sit against the Bucks defense. You know, we talked about how he looks last week. He's promising, but this is not the matchup that you start him in. Najee Harris, I think this guy's a Oof. sit. I think he's a sit. Because you uh, keep if you keep starting him, you'll just keep hating it. And I don't think this is a case anymore um, of starting your studs because he has not been a stud at all this season. T. 
Tampa Bay is allowing 115 yards on the ground, but even less than that in away games. So I think he's a sit, you know, and Mike Tomlin has said that this week they're going to continue to expand Jalen Warren's role in this offense. I don't think this is the week yet to start him, but I think keep an eye out on how this whole backfield shakes out. Deontay Johnson, he is currently the most in targets this year without a touchdown. He's had 50 targets, no touchdowns. Um, that will probably remain the same for with the Bucks, but the usage is there. So I think he's a good wide receiver to flex play. Same situation with Pickens, whose um, target share has been trending up with Pickett. And that's pretty much it for the Steelers since I don't, there's been no updates on whether Firemuth has cleared the injury report. Uh, this is Buccaneers all the way, no? Uh, yeah, it should be Buccaneers all the way. Should be. We never know again. <laughs> yeah. Um, 49ers, Falcons, 49ers are the favorites here, five and a half point spread over under 44 and a half. So for the 49ers side, the Falcons mm. have been uh, the Falcons opposing teams average more than 290 yards with pa multiple passing touchdowns per game. But Jimmy GQ is not really that kind of quarterback. If you start him, it's probably QB2. Um, if there's any week to start him, you know, if you need a quarterback, it's probably this one. Um, but I don't expect high numbers from him. Jeff Wilson Jr., he has been dominating and will likely to continue to do so in this game with the Falcons giving up 139 and two touchdowns to Fournette last week, 127 and a touchdown to Chubb the previous week. And then Tevin Coleman now activated. He should be the running back two behind Wilson this week, but I think more of a flex play for fantasy. He was super efficient last week. Uh, you just don't really know if that efficiency will hold up this week. Um, Debo and Kittle auto starts Ayuk. He is the wide receiver, too, on this team, but more of a low-end flex play since this team wins through the defense and run plays. That's right. On the other side of the ball, so Atlanta actually has uh, – Atlanta actually runs fewer passing plays than San Francisco, if you can believe that. Um, only 45% of their plays are passing plays. So – Mar we know that Mariota's rushing ability is what has always made him appealing um, when you need a quarterback, but they are facing one of the toughest defenses in the NFL, I think, even with all the injuries. I think he's probably a sit. Um, you'll want to sit Tyler Algier and Caleb Huntley. We kind of knew that before the waivers even cleared on these guys last week. You probably picked him up as a desperation play. Drake London, he is a wide receiver to start. And then Pitts, if he plays, I don't know. I feel like he's a sit at this point. He's stunted not only by his quarterback, but also by his head coach. I think he's probably not that good, like he was mentioned. He's the Najee Harris of both of those guys. <laughs> X studs very fast. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. But I'm hoping the Niners take this one. It should be a good game. Let's not jinx this game, so we'll keep it agnostic. Yeah. All right. All right. Jets Packers. Uh, Packers are the favorites here. Seven and a half point spread over under 45 and a half. For the Jets, Brees Hall is the start. 
Carter, Michael Carter is a good flex play. Um, that receiving core of Elijah Moore, Garrett Wilson, Corey Davis, they all feel like flex plays for now with Wilson at the helms. Um, similar situation as Kansas City, except they don't really pass as much. Mm -hmm. um, New York doesn't. Conklin is a sit after we saw last week. That was abysmal. On the Packers side, Aaron Rodgers, he's a start. Aaron Jones is a start. AJ Dillon, as we talked about these last couple weeks, is a flex due to um, the lack of snap share and also the lack of targets. Alan Lazard, Romeo Dobbs, both starts. I think Randall Cobb, you know, we saw him kind of boom last week when they played the London game. He's not likely to get the usage like he did last week. Rodgers should feel more comfortable back at home at Lambeau against the Jets defense. So I don't think the um, the usage or efficiency will be there this week. And then Watson, even if he starts, um, he's likely still playing banged up, and this offense doesn't really need him to win. So I think he's a sit. And then Tunyon continues to be kind of a touchdown-dependent tight end. So should be at the Packers game, no problem. I'm actually taking the Jets here. I think this New York narrative keeps going. So uh, I don't know. I don't believe in the Packers. My All hero right. pick of the week. Your hero pick of the week. You and Bloomberg. <laughs> <laughs> Our resident Jets fan. Um, we got Vikings. Dolphins, Vikings are the favorites here. Three and a half point spread over under 45 and a half. Kirk Cousins is a start. Justin Jefferson, currently the number one uh, receiving yard leader at 547 is a start. Thielen should be a decent flex play with the Dolphins giving up um, 10th most points to the wide receiver position. Dalvin Cook is a start. Uh, Madison, I think, still the handcuff, still a sit. Then for the Dolphins, so Skylar Thompson will start this game. It looks like um, Tua and Bridgewater still progressing through the concussion protocol. Running backs, I swear, I swear these coaches, they love when fantasy players start tilting. They just love to mess with us. Mm -hmm. um, Dolphins offensive coordinator Frank Smith says that they're not ready to label Raheem Mostert as Miami's lead back amidst the recent success in the ground game. Um, Smith <laughs> noted that Chase Edmonds will still get his opportunities. I guess that makes sense because they paid him so much money. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, either way, Mostert's still a start. I think Edmonds a sit for me unless we, I don't know, unless you need a flex play. But we also did see a resurgence in Miles Gaskin's usage last week. He had oh, more... Yeah. Um, yeah, he had more usage than Edmonds, so that's kind of concerning. Tyreek is a start. I think Waddle flex at best, mostly due to snap count. Oh, yeah, they'll run the ball a lot in this game, but the Vikings should win this game, correct? The Vikings should, yeah. They have more um, offensive weapons. Okay. Um, next, we are looking at Panthers-Rams. Now, the Rams are the favorites here. It's a 10-point spread uh, over under 41. Panthers, they are going with P.J. Walker. Ooh, um, yeah. Who says, I'm going to play the game and get the ball in my playmaker's hands. That's the only <laughs> way I know. Um, wow. That's what he says. But this guy's got a 57% completion rate. So, apparently, he doesn't know a whole lot. <laughs> Look, um, this is the XFL superstar from like two years ago. So I don't know. 
maybe there's something there in the tank. We'll see. I mean, CMC is a must start. Carolina should run the offense through him if they want to win, or they can just tank and continue to embarrass themselves, you know, get get better picks. Um, <laughs> DJ Moore, I think massive risk, massive risk in this game. I don't think it's boom or bust. I think it's flex if you need it, but you don't really know how he's going to shake out with PJ Walker. Yeah, we don't know nothing yet. We don't know anything. Um, we just hope that it's not worse than Baker. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, for the Rams, the Lambs, Matthew Stafford, you <laughs> are probably sitting him until this offense makes a change. Like he's 34 years old, can't seem to handle his Super Bowl hangover. He's still hungover. Um, running backs, this is a tough one because obviously with the injuries and the bye weeks. Most people's options are very limited, but Sean McVay, he is stuck on this sunk cost fallacy where he feels the need to try and feed Cam Akers, even though statistically Akers has proven himself to be one of the worst yards per carry slash worst yards after contact. And, you know, Henderson was the lead back last year. It's better in pass protection, mm -hmm. better pass mm -hmm. catcher, yep. averages more yards per carry, yep. and the team was winning. Um, this O-line is garbage. Rams O-line is garbage. And the Jags are actually pretty good against the run. So I think if you start either one of them, they're probably low flex plays. Um, start them if you must, but otherwise they're sits. Cooper Cup, if he's fine, you start him. Higby, you start him. Okay. The Rams should win. I mean, the Panthers are in dumpster fire mode correct yeah i Ooh. theoretically i feel like maybe the panthers i don't think they're gonna win but they maybe cover it's a 10 point spread that's pretty big uh, yeah it will be close yeah if we want to cover i would take the panthers <laughs> that's for sure. um cardinal seahawks cardinals are the favorites here to three point spread over under 50 and a half uh cardinals kyler's a start you know, Benjamin running back to flex. We saw that he can carry the workload if needed. If James Conner is out, Hollywood is a start. Rondell Moore, I think he's a good flex with Seattle allowing, you know, 8.6 yards per attempt on passes. And then Zach Ertz is a start. Okay. And then for the Seahawks, I mean, at this point, anyone listening to this podcast who has been listening to this podcast should know that we are all aboard the Geno Smith hype train. Um, He's ranked first in completion rate, 75.2%, and first in passer rating, 113.1, through the first five weeks. Um, there's He's one of five quarterbacks to have a passer rating over 100 on the season. Oh my. He's number one. Number two is Patrick Mahomes. Number three, Tua. Number four, Josh Allen. And number five, Justin Herbert. So, Top five QB. Top five QB, and he's in an ideal situation. He's got two Pro Bowl caliber wide receivers on an offense that's not run dependent, you know? And his defense gives a lot up a lot of points. The accuracy is there. He can run and scramble when the O-line breaks down. He's a great, great start for the week. Um, Lockett and Metcalf are both must-starts. And then Kenneth Walker, obviously, he is taking the lead back role for this team. And you're starting him, of course. Like, isn't that why you just picked him up off the waiver wires if you did? Um, Disley, Noah Fan, I think 
both of them are also in that same realm where they continue to be touchdown dependent tight ends. Mm -hmm. Okay. I want to say to Seahawks. Yeah. Right. Even though I know you hate them so much, but uh, I know just it's for the money. Just take the money. It's for the money. It's unfortunate. I wish Geno Smith played for a different team. I felt that about Metcalf for years. <laughs> oh. Ooh, the um, next game. Mm, mm, mm. The next game. I'm sad this is not like why are we getting why? Commanders, Bears, and yes. Broncos in prime time and not why? the Bills Chiefs game. Stupid. <laughs> um, it is kind of an island game though, because we don't have that many we we've had a couple weird weeks where we don't really have any afternoon slates. Like Panthers, Rams, Cardinals, Seahawks, um, they both start at 105, I think, Pacific time. And then this mm -hmm. one is like a 130 Pacific time start game. So it's kind of like an island game. Um, the Bills are the favorites against the Chiefs. It's a two and a half point spread over under 54. So um, the only projected shootout of the week. For the Bills, Josh Allen, uh, Stephon Diggs, must starts, of course. Devin Singletary, so he's an interesting one because mm -hmm. his snap count when the Bills are leading by eight or more points is actually under 46% versus when they're trailing, it's 76%. So mm -hmm. it's obviously their best at pass protection as well. So I think the key is to play him when you think the Bills are going to be challenged. Otherwise, you're going to get Devin Singletary. Um, single carry. <laughs> this game is projected to be close. So I think if there's any time to give him a running back two shot, it's now. Um, Gabe Davis, he's a start. Isaiah McKenzie coming back in from concussion protocol, considered a flex play at best. And then Khalil Shakur, we saw him have a little bit of a role on this offense last week without McKenzie. I think he's someone that you start watching um, in case there's any other injuries that come of this receiving core, but no need for a pickup yet. On the flip side for the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes and Kelsey, they're must-starts. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, I would say consider a flex play with the Bills defense being tied with SF as the best rushing defense on the year. You're still mm -hmm. able to start him mostly due to his usage this year in the receiving game. That wasn't a thing last year. And because we are kind of expecting like a low uh, low numbers game on the ground, I think McKinnon and Pacheco, they're both sits. And then for your receiving core of Juju, MVS, Sky Moore, Hardman, um, oh my. any of them, you know, it's a dart throw. Just just pick one for flex Four play. Um, Juju's had more targets than MVS, 38 versus 31. Both have been without a receiving touchdown yet on the year. So up to you if you want to take a gamble on one for a flex play and hope that this is the week that they get one. <laughs> I'm not touching any of these bozos anymore. Uh, I, I don't even know who to pick here. Uh, the Chiefs because they're at home, maybe. I wanna, I wanna take the Bills. All right, let's go. Bills that mafia way. all the way. We're riding that hype train. They need their revenge. They do. They do. Um, Cowboys Eagles. That, but that that's a game. I'm. That's probably the game I'm most excited for for this. Cowboys weekend. Eagles. No, the Bills Chiefs. Uh oh. 
Well, it's a poor man's primetime game, so we get to see. At least they did that. And the next game, it's exciting still. This Not... one, yeah, this will actually be exciting. Um, Cowboy, I don't, I can't believe it. Cowboys, Eagles. <laughs> um, Eagles are favorites here. It's a six-point spread over under 42. So for the Cowboys side, Zeke and Pollard, they're facing the Eagles, who are allowing 105 yards per game on the ground. So I would expect low running back two numbers from them both. CD lamb. I think he's a start. Michael Gallup continues to put his big catching abilities on display. I think you can start him. And I think that's it for Dallas. You're not starting Cooper rush um, or Dalton Schultz for the Eagles. Jalen hurts. Obviously you're starting him before you send him off on his merry bye week next week. Oh. Then Miles Sanders, he's been averaging around 80 yards per game. Um, but Dallas is 14th in rushing yards allowed. Um, they've only given up one rushing touchdown on the year. And I think in this matchup, if anyone on the team is going to get that rushing touchdown, it's probably Jalen Hurts. Hmm. So hmm. I think hmm. running back to production from Miles Sanders in this game, the Cowboys defense is just so good. Yeah. Um, you know, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, they're both starts, you know, wide receiver one, wide receiver two, respectively, just mostly due to usage. But they're going to they're going to face a challenge in the Cowboys defense. And then same with Dallas Goddard. You know, he's a star. He's obviously a title one, both for this team and for fantasy purposes. But this is going to be a real challenge for them. Hmm. Very good game. Uh, I'm tempted to take the Eagles, but don't want to jinx them. I'll take the Cowboys for some take, reason, just to jinx them. I'll take the Eagles still. Um, then we move into our last game of the week, Monday night primetime. Broncos playing the Chargers. Chargers are the favorites here. Um, it's a four and a half point spread over under 45 and a half. For the Broncos, um, Russell Wilson, we had reported earlier in the week he was dealing with the you know, that torn lat injury, I believe it was. Um, he's officially been announced to start in this game, but probably not in your matchup. However, the Chargers are allowing 20 points a game or so to hmm. opposing quarterbacks. So if there's any weeks take a gamble, it's probably this one. I don't know. Hmm. Would you start Russell Wilson if you had him? I have to. I mean, I have him in one league, and that's all there's out there. So, um I guess I'm going to ride with him. All right, let's ride. Yeah. Um, Melvin Gordon, 13.3 points last week. Boone, 11.1 points last week. I think actually this week production could hold up with the Chargers allowing 130 yards on the ground on average to opposing running backs. <laughs> um, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy are both starts. Sutton has the higher ceiling floor, obviously. And then for the Chargers side, you know, Justin Herbert, we've talked about him all season. He's the guy. Austin mm -hmm. Eckler, he's a start. Um, if Joshua mm -hmm. Kelly has truly taken that running back to crown on this team away from Sony Michelle, I think he can be a plug in for your injuries and your bye weeks with the Broncos allowing 140 plus yards on the ground for away games. So you shoot for the upside if you start Joshua Kelly um, as a fill. And then Mike Williams and Gerald Everett, those two obviously make your lineup. 
Keenan Allen, we still don't know if he's going to play, what the timetable looks like for him. Um, we thought he was going to play. We've been thinking he's going to play like the last couple weeks, I feel like. But the last time we thought he was going to play, I said, you know, I would expect lower production than normal. Just seems like whatever this injury that he's been dealing with, the timetables keep getting pushed back. So it seems pretty serious or they're being overly precautious. I don't know what it is, but, you know, I don't trust him with a wide receiver one production right off the bat. Mm -hmm. Well, this game is going to be close. Uh, Russ, Russell Wilson has a chip in his shoulder, if you know what I mean. He'll try to keep it close. The Chargers, I hear there uh, there's drama in the locker room a little bit, so I'm not sure what's going on there. But in the end, the Chargers win for sure. Yeah, I'm going to take the Chargers as well. But hopefully this is the last time we see Russell Wilson in primetime. I feel he's been out there every week, don't you? Yeah, no, it really has. Like, has it been every week? It kind of feels like I don't like know. It. It's, Friday, it's either Friday, Sunday night, Thursday night. Uh, I don't know. I'm probably London. I'm, I check his schedule anyways. But yeah, sick and tired of, of, of the lights on there. Russell Wilson, <laughs> come on. Anyways, let's just call it a day. Uh, like all these aforementioned teams that are on the bye, Raiders, Titans, Texans, and the Lions. They all need a week, bye week. We need a bye week. So we are out of here, at least for this weekend.